Welcome to Dogfin Radio. Hey, what's up? We're on location here at the Harp with Chuck, the guru of gurus from Bedrock City. Yeah, he's cringing right now while I'm saying this. Say hi, Chuck. He's like, no. Anyway, we're here. We don't know what we're going to do, but hey, we're drinking beer and enjoying the nightlife. So, how's everything going at the wonderful world of Bedrock City? It's pretty good, man. Uh, it's been a, a good uh, good summer months, actually. Okay. The, the holiday season was pretty nice. Pretty nice? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I turn that thing more towards you so hopefully it'll pick you up. <laughs> um, yeah, I love the recording on the cell phone. <laughs> it yeah. picks up everything. <laughs> Uh, any new things come out lately? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, I, I'm sorry, man. Give me a second here. I, I need to... Uh, well, uh, like, lately I've been... Uh, speak up a little more. Make sure you can pick you up. Lately I've been reading uh, some of the, uh, uh, the Hanna-Barbera DC stuff. It's been pretty good. Okay. How's that? Oh, uh, well, they... they, they, they it's interesting. They got a bunch of Hanna um, uh, Barbera licenses. So they've got uh, right now they're doing a uh, Scooby Doo book called Scooby Apocalypse, which is it's it's weird. It's a little, but I, I like it a lot. It's uh, it's kind of like Scooby Doo meets Resident Evil. Oh, okay. It's uh, that'll be interesting. It takes itself a little too seriously, which is kind of a good thing because it's okay. it's too it's too um, it's out there, man. Uh, all the characters are basically the same characters, but they, they take them in a more, I guess, mature and grounded approach, but at the same time, it just comes off really bizarre because it's got a lot of uh, bizarre science monsters, if that makes any sense. Like, um, the the premise behind it is that uh, uh, Thelma is yeah. working for, like, this this think tank that, that that's involved in these... <laughs> Weird genetic dealings, you know, and uh, well, that, no, that makes sense going yeah. with the nerdy side of her. Yeah, so Daphne and uh, uh, Fred. Well, Daphne's a reporter, and Fred is kind of her sound guy. Um, okay, kind of like when they did that. Uh, What's new, Scooby Doo? More than likely, more than likely. Okay. Uh, uh, and Fred is also kind of like pining after after uh, Daphne, uh, as he always uh, is. Yeah. Uh, Unless you go with the, uh, the episode of Johnny Bravo. Such a uh, what? Huh? Yeah, there's an episode of Johnny Bravo where Johnny Bravo ran into Scooby-Doo and the gang. Okay. Yeah, and then that was like one thing where like, they're all tr- they're in a spooky house and they got split up. And then, and then they try to figure out who's splitting up with who. And then Daphne's like, here, me, me and, me and, me and, me and uh, Velma will go over here. You and you, Johnny and, Scru- and, and, and Shaggy go over here and... There's Freddy's going, but Velma and rolling his eyes. Oh yeah, me and Freddy will go upstairs and check out the attic. <laughs> <laughs> but there's none of that, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She, uh, uh, yeah. Daphne tends to treat him like a like a you know uh, like a burden more than anything else. Ah, okay. He's he's kind of. Fred's not not. What's the word? 
he, he's got a he's got a tough uh, tough gig. Yeah. Um, now. Uh, Someone's cheering. Yeah, back yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who am I leaving out? I don't know. Uh, Shaggy. 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 Shaggy works for this this little organization as a, as like an animal handler. He he. They've been experimenting on animals, of course. Of course they have. Yeah, and Scooby happens to be kind of the uh, the the failed attempt, I guess. He, yeah. He, I mean, because. Clearly, you know, you, you produce a talking dog. You've done something right, but uh, he's also a little, you know, he's he's got the same situation as Scooby Doo. He's he's a little bit of a he's a little bit of a mess. Yeah. Uh, the idea was they were trying to create these genetically engineered um, animal soldiers. Okay. And, and, and Scooby's a little too nice for that, but uh, well, at least they at least they are they at least they didn't go the way of We Three. Not quite, okay. but they, they were working on that. Okay. That was kind of... Uh, Scrappy-Doo's also in it, and he, he's, he's a little closer to the mark on that. Yeah, because he's just crazy. Uh, well, he, he's, he's a little more, um, I guess, uh, confrontational. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've been enjoying that one. It's, it's, it's goofy. It's really weird, but um, it's a lot of fun. It's... Uh, Oh geez, Keith Giffen is right. I, I yeah, he's he, he was doing a, a book that I was reading up to this point uh, called uh, Just League Three Thousand, then became Just League Three Thousand One the next year because yeah. you know Marvel and DC they like to go back to issue number one. Yeah, all it, the time. It was the same book, but uh, they they went from Just League Three Thousand Three Thousand One when they when they announced Scooby Apocalypse though the creative team kind of jumped ship went to that and they kind of dropped that book okay I went along with it because I was like ah, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the book so I'm a fan of the team I had, I, I kind of liked the idea so I kind of went along with it and, it and it paid off it's a fun book okay uh, they are also been doing a book called uh, Wacky Raceland like the Wacky Races? Like Wacky Races except think Wacky Races meets Mad Max oh god it's it's pretty bad. It, that one that one that one didn't work out real well. The last issue's already come and gone. I think uh, it, I think it ran for like six issues. So it's gonna be like one trade paperback and and you're good. Uh, yeah. And it was kind of fun, except uh, they they were dealing with too many moving parts. You know, I mean, it was all 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 the different characters were in there represented in this dark, uh, uh, twisted. Vision of, of wacky racers and it just didn't didn't work out. Uh, well, I mean, for some people it might have didn't yeah. work out for me. Yeah. Uh, and the, the the artwork was a little muddy, so it was kind of hard to see who was who what was going on at points and and okay, I just, just so much all going on in every frame at every time. Yeah, yeah, okay. but there there were some good ideas there. It was yeah. kind of fun. It just it it it, it didn't pan out for me. Um, okay. They did another one called uh, Future Quest, which is interesting because it's kind of like it, it. It feels like uh, Venture Brothers taken seriously. Okay, so Johnny Quest. Well, partially, Johnny Quest is like the the, the main portion of the book for the most part. It's also got Space Ghost and Harvey Birdman. Oh God. And uh, the Herculoids. <laughs> All of these things put together into one storyline that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, 
the the one familiar like I, I was familiar with Johnny Quest. That was that was my I mean like all these other things I, I was you know partially familiar with. But I mean like when I was growing up, they weren't really running them. Uh, any of them really in syndication except for Johnny Quest and, yeah. and I, I unfortunately missed out on Nick at, uh, not Nick at Night uh, Cartoon Network growing up you know it was one of those things but apparently a lot of folks did catch that I I caught like uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast on occasion but I never caught the original one very often yeah so. well, the same thing like, I didn't really have cable until I moved here back in 97 ah. Yeah, but my friend had cable while I was in middle school and all that. Like, okay, so I could catch some of the shows from there, and once a week I'd hand him like a stack of blank VHS tapes and have him record stuff for me. I had a friend that lived next door, and he was he was over like every other weekend because it was you know his parents were divorced, and his mom lived next door, and his dad lived uh, in West University Place somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so when he was he was next door, you know, I, I'd uh, you know I'd. I'd We'd be over at his house and we'd get to watch things like uh, uh, Ren and Stimpy and Are You Afraid of the Dark and a little bit of MTV. Every once in a while we'd catch Beavis and Butthead up maybe, but not much more beyond that. Uh, Speaking of Ren and Stimpy, that was a good cartoon. Yeah? Yeah, because yeah, that one actually was one of the few ones where it let the artists have full control. Well, for the first two seasons. Yeah. Then, then uh, it kind of uh, John John Chris Felucci, I think his name was 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 the. I'm not sure if he was the sole creator or not, but uh, he, I, th- I know he shared a lot with. Uh, was, it, was it Bob Camp? I, I don't I don't remember the name of the other animator. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it wound up Nickelodeon stepped in because John Chris Felucci didn't like listening to them their input as far as. Uh, uh, censor, you know the, the the his his brand of humor was was pushing the envelope pretty regularly, and they, they it's like kind of the same thing with one of the rumors I heard about Johan Vasquez. What about I, him? Like how he had that one character in there in Invader Zim. I can't remember the kid's name, but he was like, "I'm so happy." <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be his little thing, like sticking it back to Nickelodeon. <laughs> uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, that guy. <laughs> Uh, that was that was a shame about Invaders, and that was a great yeah. show. Uh, I, I kind of wish he'd, he'd gone a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, they wound up uh, pushing him out, and uh, uh, what's the name of the guy that does uh, Stimpy's voice? Oh, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his yeah, name right now. Uh, he does the voice of Fry and the Eminem and all of that. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but. He wound up taking over for Ren when when John K got pushed out. Yeah. Uh, it was a little sketchy, uh, but. Eh. But uh. Yeah, I was a big fan of like the first couple of seasons of the Ren and Stimpy show. It was it was good. I think uh, my favorite was uh, Space Madness. Oh yeah, that was a fun episode. But uh. Oh, so Anywho uh, Future Quest is kind of like a, 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 a Take Johnny Quest toward the center of the storyline But you've also got Space Ghost and, and the Herculoids And all these other characters kind of in the mix 
and they're dealing with this weird other dimensional creature that's trying to break through into, into, into the, I guess, the, the story's core dimension, which is where Johnny Quest is set, okay. and, and Harvey Birdman, or Birdman, yeah. Sorry, Not Harvey that. Birdman is the, the lawyer. Uh, <laughs> but Birdman is kind of a, a character in the storyline. He's the um, he's an agent for this organization, which I, I believe was the core narrative of the Birdman cartoon. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Herculoids were part of a segment of the story, like when this other dimensional creature also broke through into their dimension earlier on. So it kind of creates kind of a... Um, like an alternate timeline, or...? No, it's more like alternate dimensions. Okay. Like, like sliders, kind of. Oh, okay. So, you know, you've got you've got this creature attacking multi, multiple dimensions, and the whole idea is this, it's kind of like the blob. You okay. know, it, it absorbs matter and grows bigger, and the whole yeah. idea is it's supposed to absorb all the life on a planet and move on to another one. Yeah. Uh, but it can travel between dimensions and shit like that. I mean, stuff like that, you know, so... You can cuss on here. That's okay. Well, anyways. <laughs> uh, so, that's the storyline running through it all. And, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And it, it's very uh, very straightforward comic narrative. It's it, it's it's it handles the characters well. And it like the, the writers understand them and, and use them in, in, in fun ways. Okay. Uh, I, I believe Steve Root, I believe, has been doing the artwork on it. It's been very good. Um... It's probably the most solid out of all the all the entries. I mean, as far as like close to the original source material and enjoyable. But I think the best book out of the lot is the, the Flintstones. There's a Flintstones one. There's a Flintstones one. It's Ooh. really good. Okay, uh, tell us about it. Uh, it's uh, 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 it's very satirical, satirical like the original, but it's more like a modern day satire. So like it, it's exploring all these all these social issues. Using the backdrop of the of the Flintstones, for instance, uh, it goes into the, the religion and uh, a little bit into politics and uh, civil rights. Uh, all the uh, all the animals, yeah, they, they, all the appliances, yeah, all the appliances. They're, they're starting to talk, you know. They're starting to go. Hey, we kind of got a bum rap, you know. Okay. And, yeah, it's it, it's going into all that kind of stuff, and uh, uh, they've had some really fantastic issues. Um, and they did some really funny stuff. They they had one issue where uh, these aliens, space aliens, wind up crash landing on uh, on Earth. Yeah. And it winds up being basically the space alien equivalent of like a spring breaker. Oh God. And so all these other space aliens show up, and they've all got these like little alien cell phones with a like a like a, a, a phaser app that's like incinerating all these people. <laughs> and so by the end of the issue, they wind up putting. Uh, um, Oh, what is his name? He's always calling uh, Fred Flintstone a dumb dumb. Uh, oh, I love uh, uh, Great Gazoo. Yeah, so they, they wind up putting the great like the great Gazoo is winds up getting put on Earth as like a a kind of uh, um, well at the end of the issue he says the the best uh, uh, translation of his job title is game warden. Okay. So, <laughs> So he's basically there to make sure that anybody that happens to visit Earth doesn't wind up destroying everything. But okay. So he's now a normal character in the story as well. well that's good. 
it's fun. I like it a lot. And the artwork is great every month, and the, the stories are, are fun and exciting and enjoyable and, and extremely funny. Thank you. Uh, like... In one issue, exploring uh, like uh, a gay marriage, yeah. but their angle was that uh, monogamous marriage at this point was was a new and strange idea. So, like, they they all have like a like a like a like an orgy cave that everybody that, that's what everybody was used to. Okay, they just, so they're they're trying to go from a polyamorous society to uh, 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 yeah uh, uh, to a monogamous society. monogamous okay. a monogamous kind of thing, and so they've got. So Fred Flintstone and, and Wilma and, and uh, Barney and, and uh, Betty are kind of trying out a new idea. Okay. Uh, and it was it was an interesting issue. It was a lot of fun. Okay. I, I, I need to I need to read these. I need to get caught up on a lot of this stuff too. Yeah. yeah it's good. Uh, it's really good. Uh, you you been missing out on a lot of Green Lantern. I know I've been missing out on a lot of Green Lantern. I think we might have to pause here for a second. It's getting really loud out here, and the bars on this thing are getting really high. So we're just going to hit pause here. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 